Hi, this is Hannah. And this is Charu. And welcome to episode 10, Opening Up. Today we will be talking about starting a new semester and what we are doing to prepare for it. So with the start of the new school year approaching quickly, we wanted to share some of our tips and advice on getting back into the swing of things. The past year and a half have been significantly different given the pandemic and going back to a campus is going to be a brand new experience for all of us. Um, so given that we wanted, the first thing we wanted to touch on was the elephant in the room, which is COVID and the impact that it's going to have on going back to school in person, probably for most of us. Yeah, I think, well, talking about COVID, I think there are a lot of harsh truths that people need to hear over and over and over again, because it just seems like some people need the reminder and the slight nudge. Um, I think, especially since we're going onto campus with younger people, with young adults, and we don't have, and more people are independent, and more people are living out of home, no matter the living situation. But even if we are young, we are not invincible. So that means a lot of different things. One, please take COVID seriously. I feel really weird just saying these things so explicitly. <laughs> but yeah, please take COVID seriously. Um, don't let it affect you or someone you know before you make it or you take it seriously. Yeah. Right. And then another thing is that your actions can affect others, even if you don't see it. Right. Yes. Um, it's a, it's a, um, chain reaction. So very much so. Yeah. Um, and as I'm sure you've, as you've been keeping up with the news, you know that the Delta variant is on its, like is rampaging and the Delta variant is uh, more contagious, but the vaccine is, um, has been shown to still be effective. Um, mm -hmm. If you get sick with the Delta variant, you are, you would be less sick than not having the vaccine at all. So mm -hmm. bottom line, get vaccinated if you can we know that there are um, circumstances in which an individual cannot get vaccinated but mm -hmm. if you are able to get vaccinated please get vaccinated and also please wear a mask it really helps um i've been i was working in a research lab all summer and our lab continued to wear masks even after um mask mandates were lifted and mm -hmm. when we had a breakout incident in the lab, it was a one and done situation and no one else was affected. Mm -hmm. So masks are also effective. And we were also all vaccinated. So both combined, it was a shock, but we were all safe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it works. I think um, one of the biggest arguments, I, I don't know if it's the biggest arguments, but one of the things I've heard people say about the vaccine is like why should I get it if it's I'm still like it's still possible that I get sick right but that's yeah. for any vaccine right like yeah. the flu shot right you get it so you protect yourself and protect others right but 
the flu shot doesn't necessarily mean that you're not going to get the flu, right? right? It just means that you're protecting your body and your body has those antibodies to fight against the flu, mm -hmm. but you'll still get sick, but your symptoms are less yeah. or aren't as worse as if you didn't have the vaccine, right? So mm -hmm. with some recent findings or, or pictures I've seen with COVID patients, right? Um, there was a picture, I think it was x-ray, yeah, x-ray of two different patients, one who had um, the vaccine with COVID, uh, a patient with COVID who had had the vaccine, yeah. and then another picture of lungs of a patient with COVID but didn't get the vaccine, and you can tell how bad, how bad it was for the patient without the vaccine mm. the lungs were just very clouded and mm -hmm. not looking good but yeah. then the one with the vaccine their lungs were clear not I don't know because I don't I'm not like an x-ray technician I'm not like um anything like that but you can right. tell when something doesn't look right right yeah so but bottom line is that the vaccine works um, but it doesn't make you invincible yes. to getting sick. So, Yeah. And like we've said in previous episodes, the vaccines are backed by a lot of science and research. Mm -hmm. um, and they are continuing to research more on the vaccines as the virus continues to change. Mm -hmm. um, so just, you know, pay attention to the news and what um, official health officials are saying. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, just make the right decisions. And, um, mm -hmm. and um, even if your university doesn't have a mask mandate or a vaccination mandate, um, one, it's the smart thing to get your vaccine. And two, even if there's no mandate for masks and, and you're also already vaccinated, continue to wear your masks because that's the recommendation per the CDC now. And, mm -hmm. um, if a university says that they highly encourage something, that means please do it. And it, if it would be a mandate if they were able to make it mandated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the second point to that is if your university has a vaccine reported system, please fill that out because it honestly makes a difference. Like I would feel a lot more comfortable knowing that the number of people who are vaccinated is significantly higher than what's being recorded right now in me going back on campus. So mm -hmm. if you're able, if you're vaccinated, or even if you're not vaccinated, just fill out the forms. Tell us that you're not vaccinated so that we know what we're going into. Yeah, and I think that being said, please continue to be cautious, right? Like, COVID is not long gone. COVID is still very apparent. And we all wish that COVID was long gone, but that's wishful thinking at this point. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so continue to use hand sanitizer, um, social distance when you can. Um, and there's a lot of more ways to be cautious, but those are the main ones. Wear your mask. Um, stay home if you're sick or you feel like you are sick or have something. Get tested if you feel like you're sick. And nowadays, testing, 
you'll have to be tested for a lot of things, COVID, strep, flu, anything like that, <laughs> but still get tested just so that you can have a peace of mind and you can get the right medicine, uh, medications, um, stay home if you're sick, cough and sneeze into your elbow. For more info about the vaccines and COVID, and if you want to listen to us get on our soapboxes <laughs> again, <laughs> for a significantly longer period of time, listen to episode <laughs> 6.5 because yes. we cover a lot more in depth about COVID, the vaccines, and what we can do to protect ourselves and those around us. Okay, we're gonna get on my soapbox one last time. Yes. Um, before we jump into another topic. Um, but I think this should go to say without, or this should be something that I don't need to say out loud. Mm-hmm. But please, like, this is what I'm living by as well. Like, please continue to treat one another out of love and consideration, right? Because we never know what someone else's living condition is, health conditions are, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that includes, like, wearing your mask to protect yourself and others, um, especially for those who cannot get the vaccines, Um and those who are at higher risk um, of having a worse condition if they got COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and you never know like if someone on campus has a sibling who can't get the vaccine because they're not old enough mm-hmm. or they have parents who are super high risk or they have elderly, they have, they're living with grandparents and all of that. So you never know if the person standing or sitting next to you is high risk or has people high risk at home. Um, I feel like that shouldn't be something that shouldn't have to be said, but um, yeah. Yeah. But okay. I'm, I'm, I'm down with my salt box and that's so box now. <laughs> um, um, yeah. And you know, it's okay to feel nervous about going back on campus. Um, um everyone has been like the past year and a half has been different for everyone Mm -hmm. and it's there should be no judgment of any sorts for what another person's choosing to do Mm -hmm. um and just take it day by day and you know um judge for yourself what you're most comfortable with and make your decisions accordingly yeah Um, so yeah it's going to be an interesting experience for all of us Mm -hmm. yeah don't be afraid to wear your mask um it should never be something yeah no one should be judging you for that like it doesn't matter it's your health that you're putting first and the health of every others around you as well it's not just a personal choice it's also a choice for your community that you are making we'll see it's gonna be different yeah it'll be a good different or uh, it'll be different (laughs) i don't want to put a adjective in front of that just yet yeah I mean I say good different as in like we've been online for a year and a half and yes. we get to experience something new yeah newer in the sense of 
learning how to interact with people with COVID in mind, mm-hmm. but also trying to make friends and interact with people again. <laughs> yeah, actually, you bring up a good point that making friends is going to be challenging, given that, yeah. given, you know, the ideal situation, ideal situation of being social distanced and maybe not going to like crowded indoor gatherings. Mm-hmm. So, you know, having the like continuing to utilize the online platforms mm-hmm. or um, enhancing the connections that you might make in person, yeah. I think is going to be something that we should all continue to do. Yeah. Um, and not just depend on having clubs and organizations to kind of fill that gap for you yeah I think it's gonna definitely be a new experience Mm -hmm. and I think everybody will also be in the same boat so it'll be interesting yeah and um if you're a freshman entering either college or even going into high school like it's going to be a challenging transition Going from only seeing like rectangles on Zoom <laughs> with the person's name to suddenly being in a room full of people yeah. who are masked or just yeah. in general, just being in a room full of people. And it's going to be, um, yeah, different and scary, yeah. um, but also exciting. Yeah. I mean, I think that applies to everyone just because, I mean, but for freshmen, it's harder because they're completely new environment. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, you know, you and I, were both see, like going into our final year of college. <laughs> <laughs> and well, like, I mean, we still got many years after that. But, uh... Yes. Okay. Final year of our undergrad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, you don't have to remind me that I'm going to spend like the first <laughs> half of my life in school, okay? Uh, um, but the, um, what was I going to say? Yeah, like as seniors, you know, we have sort of established our friend groups or mm-hmm. our communities and who we interact with during our first couple years. And we mm-hmm. had that opportunities so going back yes it's going to be strange but we know what our where we stand yeah whereas if I was a freshman going in to college right now I would be vaguely terrified I think and yeah I'll be super scared I'd be yeah I'd be scared this isn't to scare anyone who is a freshman going into college just gonna put that out there it's going to be fine but just to um, validate feelings that yeah you might be having yeah so um, but again everyone is probably going through something similar so yeah um, you're not alone like the catchphrase that everybody was using at the start of covid we're all in this together so we're all in this together <laughs> i still remember the dance <laughs> 
We're all in this together. We're all stars and we see it. We're for those who can't hear, together. or for those who can't see <laughs> Hannah, she is currently doing the dance. Turn me. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, but yeah, um, so that's a very, um, you know, this part of this episode is mainly meant for now. Hopefully COVID will sort of dwindle in the years <laughs> coming, but we felt like we know we should talk about that because it's apparent and, you know, it's important. But yeah, moving on to more general things related to starting a new semester. And um, more lighthearted. <laughs> yeah, more lighthearted. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Less anxiety inducing. Yeah. Less harsh. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think we wanted to start off by talking about things that you can do before you start the semester. So, you know, we start towards the end of August. So like right around now is when we'd be looking at these things. So um, for incoming freshmen and other students, considering we've been online for a year and a half, um, getting familiar with the campus again might be something that you'd want to do. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, you know, find the buildings, remind yourself of the, all the shortcuts that you can take to get from point uh-huh. A to point B and um, figure out just, you know, where you want to seat yourself when you're, you know, trying to get work done in the middle of the day. Um, just re-familiarize yourself with the campus. Yeah. I was giving um, an incoming freshman a, like, sort of tour. It got too hot, so we left. But when I first stopped foot on campus again, I was like, where am I? Wait, I know where I am. But okay, I, I, I okay, I'll go this way <laughs> and then this way. Okay, I'm here now. <laughs> Would I know how to navigate the insides of the building? Uh, no, let's give it a try later yeah. when the doors are unlocked. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that being said, leading into inside of the building. Um, If you guys can, when you guys can, find your classrooms, um, walk through your schedule um, before school starts because when school starts, it's too crowded. Everybody is moving quickly. Um, So, and you don't want to get in people's way because, um, you know, uh, yeah. yeah. College yeah. students, we like to get places fast. Oh, yeah. We yeah. will push and shove if we need to. <laughs> <laughs> um, not me, you know, just not like, me, but you know, stand others. there. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> and I think it goes the same with high school as well. Like, I mean, our high yeah. school was giant, um, just yes. in sheer numbers as well, not just like school wise, yes. like, but just number wise. Like, our hallways were packed. And so it can be um, nerve-wracking to try to go from one place to another in like 
10 minutes and like try to make it there mm -hmm. on time when you don't know where you're going. Yeah. So, you know, at least on the first day, like even if you're done with your classes, maybe go find where your other buildings are for the rest of the week or your other mm -hmm. classrooms are for the rest of the week and um, walk the routes that you would take. Oh, yes. That being said, sorry, I just remember something that someone did and it was super smart. So I know this person, they did it like no matter if they're a freshman or a sophomore or junior, mm -hmm. they would take a screenshot of their schedule with mm -hmm. all the classroom numbers and times and all of that and set it as a uh, lock, screen lock screen or wallpaper yeah. just so that you can have it on your phone and you don't have to have like a paper copy or anything like that. And if you accidentally forget what class you're going to next and because like you don't have the same classes every single day and like mm -hmm. days can get confusing that helps a lot mm, yeah yeah for sure um also i think trying to navigate campuses google maps does a fairly good job of getting you from point a to point b if you're on like the walk mode um mm -hmm. i know as a freshman i did that where I would type in the building that I needed to go to and I would just follow Google Maps um, mm -hmm. to take me where I needed to and that for the most part was pretty accurate and usually your school might also have a associated um, app that you can download that will have the campus mm -hmm. map and you can type in your classroom numbers and it'll tell you where mm -hmm. um, approximately it is in the on in the building slash on campus. Um, so those are yeah. all ways. And ask anyone, they if, you know, either they'd be in the same boat as you and as another freshman who's just as lost and confused or they could be an upperclassman who have a vague idea of how the school works and they mm -hmm. can guide you to where you need to be. Um, mm -hmm. So don't hesitate to go up to someone. Yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah, sort your responses of. to that varies. Yeah, I mean, yes, yes yeah. it varies. <laughs> but, you know, most people, I think, would be willing to help someone find their yes. way. Or yes. the answer would be, sorry, I don't know where that is. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I love helping people, like, find places. It's so, it's so, like, it's so cute. Yeah. I also like, love when they're, like, parents that come. Yeah, it's so cute. They're yeah. always like, they look lost. And I'm just like, oh, are you trying to, are you like lost or you need help finding yeah. anything? And I was like, yeah, can you show me where this is? I'm like, oh yeah, I know where that is. And it's so fulfilling when you like lead them to the place that mm -hmm. they need to be. Yeah. It's so cool. I love it. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's navigating. Mm-hmm your way around campus. And I think, oh, I guess one more thing related to that. If you're commuting to campus, you know, figure out the best route to get from your home to campus and um, mm -hmm. buy the necessary parking passes, figure out parking on campus and what works best for you with that. And also just put together a good driving playlist, find podcasts to listen to. It really makes the morning drive and drive back home a pleasant experience. So, I need to clean up all my playlists <laughs> before need school to, I need to like reorganize them. Yeah. So if you're not commuting and you are living on campus, um, somewhere on campus, um, make sure you 
know your way um, from your dorm or apartment to your classrooms and everywhere you need to be just because it's a different location and all of that. Um, and it's not really as centralized. Um, and so before you move, um, make a list of everything that you need. Um, decide what you can buy when you get there and what you for sure need to bring and you cannot buy. Um, so pack the essentials. Um, so when I, so I got the opportunity to live on campus my first year and then part of my second year and then COVID hit. Um, so moving, it, it, it was a little rougher just because like for me, it was the first time out of home and I didn't know what I really needed. But the mm -hmm. second go around is much easier because I knew what I needed. But yeah, like clothes, toiletries, all the things can like it's and extra storage that's very important. Um, but a lot of things can it's like packing for a trip, but a very extended long trip. <laughs> um, and depending if your dorm or apartment is furnished, then mm -hmm. you have to think about that as well. Um, and then know what facilities your campus has for you to use. So for example, um, my dorm, we had um, the laundry room, free laundry rooms with like quite a few washers and dryers, even though everybody was fighting for them all the time. Um, the dorm I lived in, we also had a like a community kitchen in the on the first floor. Um, we had a printing station that costed money, like cost money. Mm -hmm. um, and then we had like study rooms in the corners of each floor and all of that. So it's very different per dorm, um, no matter where you are. So explore that, know what is available for you um, yeah. and make good use of it. I spent so much time my freshman year in the study rooms. But I think that goes to say for anybody, make sure you know what is available for you on campus, mm -hmm. like the health center or the counseling center or yeah. the testing center or anything and everything. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think the one thing that I'll add to that list um, of well, specifically for packing the essentials, I've been told that if you're going to um, a dorm situation where it's a communal bathroom or where you have a communal bathroom, having a like rolling basket or hamper for all of your like shower um, things is very important and very useful so that you're and not- And shower shoes. Oh, and shower shoes, yes so that you're not carrying like all of your soaps and shampoos and conditioners with you in your yeah. hands plus your towel and all of the situation so mm -hmm. um yeah just my two cents um yes <laughs> I've commuted for all of my college experience so I don't have much to say on living on campus mm -hmm. um but with commuting like figuring out ideal parking situation was like the key to having a good experience so that you're not walking yeah. 15 minutes before you hit your first building. <laughs> it might mean having to pay more for parking, but yeah. 
it really makes the difference, especially it's when worth you're it. living in like hundred degree weather. Uh, <laughs> I'm not looking forward to the first few weeks of school. It's gonna be so hot. Oh my god. It's okay. Yeah. Just make sure I pack more deodorant <laughs> every day. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, and um, this is more, the next couple things are more for like academic purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're an eager beaver like I am generally, I think you are <laughs> as well. Kind of, um, yeah. I, I look forward to my professors uploading the class syllabi yeah. onto like our uh, class course platforms and I will like as I will periodically check during the first like week before a week and a half before school starts mm-hmm. and like look for all the syllabi download them and figure out what textbooks I might need or yeah. when exams are and what deadlines I'll have and start inputting all of those into my calendars and planners yeah. and um I that just brings me so much joy yeah And um, I think the second thing was like, ideally you've figured out a note-taking style that suits you before you start classes, but that's something that um, can change as you figure out what your classes require from you and what works best for you. Mm -hmm. Because college note-taking is very different from high school note-taking. Yeah. In the sense, because yeah. in college, now you have the option to have technology. You have the option of yeah. using your laptop, <laughs> depending on what your professor allows. But yeah, yeah, you have that available now, right? So that you have to figure out now what works best. Um, for me, it's typing out my notes just because I type faster than I write and my yeah. professors go pretty fast. So I'm like... I'm not able to write down and process and do all these things at the same time mm-hmm. and write it all down. So I need to type it down first and then process it. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I mean, again, it, your classes allow for that when you're mm-hmm. taking OCHEM and you have to, you know, draw <laughs> hexagons literally every 30 seconds. It's a lot easier to just have a piece of paper and just like scribble yeah. your way through. For me, I tend to have like two sets of notes, one where I take like class notes and um, I will either like scribble it on my laptop because I have a two-in-one and I can have a stylus that goes well with my laptop or mm-hmm. I will have like a notebook where I scribble down class notes and then I will go home and then redo my notes but in a very neat and organized mm-hmm. and vaguely aesthetic manner because that's what I need to learn. Um, I hate looking at my screens when I'm trying to study for tests so I like having everything on paper yeah which means that I will spend like time taking notes like three or four times before a test happens so but that's just the way that I learn yeah so like for me I I have a feeling we touched base on this in previous episode before I don't think we did I don't know but it's it's okay to reiterate um but for me, I kind of have two sets of notes as well. Like I have like an outline of my notes from lectures and all that. But then when test comes around, I make a study guide for myself with all the information I need to know um, and make flashcards. And then if 
um, professors have PowerPoints and they don't allow um, computers. I'll print out the PowerPoints and write them down mm-hmm. and write notes down. If they do allow um, um, computers or tablets or whatever, I still print out the, the PowerPoints just because it's easier to take notes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, everybody's learning style and note-taking style is very different. Um, because I did not take notes like this in high school at all. High school taking note taking was rough (laughs) for me. Mine just looked like vomit, like just rainbow vomit. (laughs) Because I thought it was smart to use like five different colors on one page. (laughs) My notes are a lot more sophisticated now. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's something that, you know, it's nice to have before you start Mm -hmm. uh, going to classes, but that's something you'll figure out as you move on as well. And, you know, it will change year to year, class to class. So, yeah. But yeah, yeah, something to think about, basically. Yeah. 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 And I think that's there. There's probably a lot more still for like things that you can do to prep before school starts. We're going to end that part there and talk about things that we can do to prep for our first, during our first week of school. Yeah. So the first point, I kind of mentioned it in like what to do before school starts, but some professors are rude and don't up, uh, upload their school by beforehand. <laughs> so you have to wait until the first week of classes to get your school by. So nonetheless, it's important to start putting your dates into your calendars and planners and agendas for deadlines, tests, homework assignments, exams. Um, Some classes have recurring deadlines and professors will not remind you that those exist. So it's Mm -hmm. up to you to start taking responsibility for what you have to do Mm -hmm. and get it done ahead of time. Um, Mm -hmm. And spending that first week uploading your dates into, uploading due dates into calendars makes all of the difference. And making sure to set that like repeating reminder um, mm-hmm. that it's happening yeah. is extremely important. And this doesn't only apply to freshmen. This applies to everyone, everyone. going into school. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Trust me, I will be spending like the first week updating everything and like starting a new bullet journal because that's what works for me. And like mm-hmm. just inputting important test dates and homework assignments into my Google Calendar. Um, so exciting stuff. <laughs> oh, I need a, I still need to buy a planner for this year. Ooh, I haven't done that yet. Oh, I mean, I guess to add on to that point, mm-hmm. um, color coding helps a lot. Color coding, like specific due dates per class. Um, so like for me, what I do is write down the class, like a prefix or something, um, Mm -hmm. and then like what is due or like something that's happening in class or whatever. And I write that down in like a black pen or something. And then I use a highlighter, um, to highlight all the things in my planner that is for that class. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's really helpful just so that you don't get confused and yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I think, yeah, color coding due dates. I mainly do that for very important things, I think, mm -hmm. if there's a test, I would like write it in red or like highlight it. Um, I would like put a star, star. next to them. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, my planners, my bullet journal generally looks more of like an outline. So it's like, okay, got OCHEM. Here's the 15 things I have to do for this. Here's PCHEM. Here's the 25 <laughs> things I have to do for this. Here's biology. <laughs> And so it's Aww. like, <laughs> yeah. my planners are like, I was going through mine from fall to the last fall. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, the yeah. amount of work that I have to do for these classes is insane. Um, like every yeah. week was just jam packed. So, anyways. Yeah. I think this also relates to note taking, like all of our planning or that's not even a word but it conveys the point um it's it's different like what works for me doesn't work for you and what works mm -hmm. for you doesn't work for me yeah. it's like note-taking but yeah yeah you know sticky notes work for you go with sticky notes have them all over your wall <laughs> go for it so, yes yeah um the next point that we want to hit on. This is something that kind of comes along with the syllabi. Um, if you happen to get your syllabi, you know, in advance before classes start, don't immediately start buying your textbooks mm -hmm. because even if it's listed in your syllabus as recommended or required, sometimes the professor will tell you once classes start that, hey, you know, we're only going to be looking at so-and-so chapters Mm -hmm. Or, you know, it's just recommended reading. You don't necessarily need it. My slides will cover everything. And so it doesn't make sense to buy your textbook until after you've started your classes. Mm -hmm. um, and if you have to have a textbook, and if it's just a textbook without any like extra homework um, mm -hmm. portal or platform or whatever, try to buy them secondhand or find PDFs mm -hmm. online, they exist. Um, professors probably don't want you to know that, but they exist. <laughs> if your professor doesn't say anything about the textbooks, ask. Go mm -hmm. up to your professors and be like, hey, what's the deal with the textbook? Are we gonna be using it very much? Do I need to buy it, et cetera, et cetera. And they will tell you, usually they're sensible enough to you know, know that textbooks are expensive and it's not yeah. always worth it. Because you don't always get that one professor who would write a whole textbook and make it super cheap for you. I miss that professor. They made it cheap for you? So one of my professors, uh, my phonetics professor, he he's super good. Like he, he I think he's world renowned. I'm not too sure. I don't I don't know for sure, but he's super good. Yeah. He um he had been using this textbook. And he's, he realized that, like, it was super expensive for the students to rent or to buy and all of that, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, the company, um, like, something, something, something for dummies, right? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like he the wrote, yeah. So he wrote phonetics for dummies. And it's only, like, 18 bucks for students so cool. to buy. Wait, what? And okay. he, I don't know if he's profiting off of it or not, yeah. but like he, and he was like, I did this just because I know that 
this is a resource that you guys need as well and that like textbooks are freaking expensive you guys are broke college students yeah. like this professor that's so, that's so sweet yeah and I mean I still had the textbook and I would pull it out sometimes just to reference some things yeah. for phonetics and all of that and honestly that professor compared to one of my other professors who is not teaching anymore he had written a textbook for Mc mcgill Mc, yeah, yeah, mcgraw yeah yeah mcgraw hill yes. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and they're they're those textbooks are like 200 bucks right yeah. and to rent it is like 100 bucks already yeah. right yeah. and he's like profiting off of it right i'm like, mm-hmm. like i miss that professor yeah. who rewrote the whole textbook um, just so that we can have it for cheap <laughs> that's so sweet no yeah i had a professor and he and like someone else co-wrote a textbook this is for government and um we had to buy it and i think there was like a homework part to it as well but i think we only used yeah. it like twice or thrice the entire semester and i was like yeah this was a waste of 50 dollars yeah like it's seriously yeah. this is insane um but another thing that you can do is if your uh, campus or school has a library sometimes they will have textbooks that you can um loan out for mm-hmm. maybe not to like i think usually at least at our school it's um i think it was per day you could only have it or like it was only for a couple hours but that's mm-hmm. something that you can do for last minute um, browsing or studying if you don't well, have to have the textbook with you. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Like I had yeah. a like a thought. Sorry. Yeah. I interrupted you. I'm so no, sorry. You're good. I keep doing that. Okay. But one thing that like to me it made sense and then it blew my friend's mind. I would copy and paste the title of the textbook into our our, um, campus library database Mm -hmm. to see if they have a free copy online and a free access online, right? Yeah. And I remember I had gotten one for one of my classes and then my friend, she had bought the textbook already and then I was and she was like, do you have a physical copy? I'm like, no, mm-hmm. I found it on on our library's yeah. website. She's like, what the heck? I was like, <laughs> yeah, for free. And she's like, what the heck? I've spent like 70 bucks on this. I'm like, oh, uh, oh sorry, I should have told you earlier. <laughs> but yes, that being said, you can check your um, campus's library database to see yeah. if they have um, the textbook on a digital copy and all of that so yeah yeah and um sometimes your campus bookstore might be renting them out for slightly cheaper as well may not always be the case um chegg is normally your best bet for rented textbook yeah not your not your campus bookstore bookstore. (laughs) that's very true but i think for things that have an access code or something to it where you need Mm. um, a new copy sometimes it's cheaper to buy it from the campus bookstore than it is from the actual publishing company yes that's where it is like yeah for chemistry i had to buy it buy something and it was more expensive on the official like Mm -hmm. pearson or whatever it was versus buying it from the campus 
So mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's my soapbox on textbooks. Just don't buy them unless you absolutely need to, bottom line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's really not worth it. Unless you know that those textbooks you would like reference and further uh, when you're later down the line for other classes yeah. or when you're a working professional yeah. like I still I have like two three three textbooks one of them is anatomy because you're we're always referencing the anatomy of the mouth and the and all of that in the brain and which part of the brain is connected to language and all of that. Yeah. And I have like phonetics just because sometimes we need to, um, to transcribe things. And I have like normal language development just because that's the basis of, yeah. of everything, yeah. of a lot of things. So it's just pick and choose what you know that you would need to reference in the future. future. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've got my genetics textbook. I bought a genetics textbook for my use because like you know probably use it later on um genetics yeah. is interesting it's also just yeah it's also just interesting so i'm like you know mm. if i was ever in the mood to be bored and read a textbook <laughs> that's your last resort <laughs> yes absolutely last resort but um genetics isn't a bad one to have you know it's slightly more interesting than peak given okim in my opinion <laughs> yeah yeah moving on um the next two things are just suggestions for, I think people at any stage in their education, like whether you're in mm -hmm. high school or college as a freshman or senior, just exploring the campus with friends and attending events, um, trying to find the sweet study spots slash lunch locations where you can, you know, grab food with people and sit around and eat. Um, and not have 10 billion people around you hot and muggy and yep. COVID and yeah I was yeah just gonna say you know both of these you have to do with a little bit more caution now than you may have had to a couple years ago because of our wonderful COVID-19 um and you know obviously make the right make choices based on your comfortability level and the safety of mm -hmm. you yourself and those around you but exploring the campus and getting a feel for it during the first week really um, kind of helps you acclimate to the new environment. And usually campuses will have more events during the like first couple weeks to really help the students feel welcome and um, make the campus feel like home. Hmm. So attending those, if it's safe, is not a bad idea. Mm -hmm. And you also just have more time during the first two weeks because yeah. most deadlines aren't right there already. So those are going to be some of your freest weeks during the entire semester. Oh, I know what I'll be doing. Cramming the GRE. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be writing my grad school essays. This is so sad. It's like applying to college again. It's okay. Yeah. No, I get I need you. to do what I can do. Yeah. The process is just grueling, but the end goal, the result is Gonna worth be. it. It's good. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay, back. Okay. back to done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, just, you know, very safely explore the campus, attend the events, figure out what areas of campus you like best. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And like I said before, like figure out what resources are available. Um, the like where your advising office is, your counseling center is, health center is, library, cafeteria, food court, uh, rec centers and all of that. Health center, especially. Um, I've talked to many people, even other seniors, upcoming seniors or graduated seniors or graduated people. They don't even know that where the health center is on a campus. Um, even though the health center at our campus is, is put in a really bad spot, it's still worth it to find it. And like sometimes they have clinics for like flu shots or, um, but yeah, um, so health center, library. Um, where are you, printing services. Yeah. Um, if there's a campus shuttle that will take you from one end to the other. Um, yeah. And then also like this isn't this doesn't have to be a first week of school thing, but just figuring out like what free things you can get is really nice. You know, we as students, you know, sometimes you can get discounted or free tickets to the local museums or to go see like you know the whatever your city's symphony play or like the chorus or the choir or even for. Um, just performances, dance performances, theater performances, all of the things. So figuring out what um, discounts, student discounts you can get is really nice. Mm -hmm. um, and also like some local restaurants might provide student discounts for you if you show yeah. them your ID card. Um, your, so. your campus ID card. Yeah, yes. I think that rounds out things to prep for for the first week even though there are a lot more things that you could be doing those are the mm. the general things okay on to general weeks of school <laughs> yeah um or just general advice yeah I was yeah. about to say or just general advice in general <laughs> yes okay um so for general advice this is something that both hannah and i kind of didn't do very well <laughs> <laughs> Make plans to start talking to your professors early on. It's intimidating as freshmen. Actually, not just freshmen, it's just intimidating. <laughs> we're gonna leave it For anyone. <laughs> For anyone. Um, but try to get, you know, go to your professor's office hours or go knock on their office doors and, or shoot them emails. And, you know, try to set up meetings to talk to them, to engage with them so that this is like, it. it's, it sucks that this is the reasoning for why you're doing what you're doing, but later on when you need rep letters, you will have at, at least a few professors that you can reach out to and they will be able to write you a strong rep letter that really showcases how you did in their class, but also how you are as a person as a whole. Yeah. Um, can I interject real quick? Yeah, go ahead. But that being, I mean, for those who don't plan on going to like grad school or anything like that or um, further education after college, you don't need the rec letters, but it's still good to form like kind of like a, a bond with your, your professors. So you know that there's a person behind the per like there's a person behind that individual that's standing in front of the class teaching. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I and think, like it doesn't 
hurt to get help from your professors either. But, yeah. yeah. Um, being able to talk to them and have a connection with them just makes the entire um, experience of that class or even after that class, like it makes it so much nicer to know that you can go to someone who has been through a similar situation to you and go and get their advice or their perspective on something that you might be going through if you're comfortable enough to share with them. Mm -hmm. um, I know my sophomore year, I was like stressed out about everything. And I went into one of my professor's office and was like, hey, you got a minute? I need advice. And he looked at me and he was like, do you need life advice or specific <laughs> advice? And I was like, both. And I just sat in his office for like 30 minutes and like vented at him. And I came out of that with a slightly clearer mindset and idea of what I needed to be doing. Yeah. Um, and like having that interaction just made my day. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, it's hard, but mm -hmm. it's better to start doing that early on than later. Yeah. <laughs> I would say I learned my lesson, but the problem is I can't apply this lesson to anything else because there's nothing else I could apply it to. I just yeah. said that, but. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, yeah, once you're out in the work, professional work settings and whatnot you're going to make impressions on the people around you and you're going to make an impact so it's less you have you put less thought into needing to do those things I think at least given the way that we operate in a work environment yeah but yeah. like if you're like majoring in business that's something else because you need to mm. have a lot of networking for business that's a whole different story that I'm glad I don't have to go through yeah um but yeah so um i guess this is for everybody as well organizations joining organizations that um you are interested in it doesn't hurt to join if you're like a senior or a junior but for freshmen it's very important to join organizations and meet new people as well um and it helps with building a community um, getting you settled into a newer environment um, and just finding friends and um, connecting with others who share similar interests and yeah um, it's it helps a lot to be involved um, especially if you're a commuter as well mm -hmm. it helps so much to be involved just because being a commuter already you feel like an outsider yeah um, so Yes, join organizations, it doesn't hurt. Yeah, and it's like, like we mentioned, it's a really good way to help build a community and get, you know, make new friends. Because as a commuter, if making friends with people in your classes or in your like dorm building and all those things was, obviously the dorm building was non-existent in my case. Mm -hmm. um, and even in classes, you know, you don't see the same people in every one of your classes or every single day. So it's really hard to yeah. maintain a connection after you're done with that class. So yeah. being part of organizations really helped enforce that because you are doing things together. And, you know, if you're really involved in whichever club, 
you'll be able to see that person more and more and make a actual connection form from there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the second to last point that we kind of had under general advice was trying, you know, know know how to use your time wisely. Um, Mm -hmm. And by this, I don't mean study all day, every day, because that's not, that's just not good. Please don't do that. Um, And if you're a freshman in college, your first year is probably going to be your chillest uh, (laughs) (laughs) of college. You know, speaking from experience, you're going to generally be taking under your core slash general education classes that you just need to get out of the way. Um, yeah. And your the classes that you'll be taking will be less challenging per se, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, so utilize any utilize the free time that you have to have fun while also staying on top of your things. Mm-hmm. Um, so be able to like really balance that study versus relaxation time that you have so yeah debt like finding that balance and dedicating the time to study oh finding that balance between work and fun is really important and Mm -hmm. one thing that's helped me is setting aside dedicated time to study and work Mm. um it doesn't have to be like a chunk of five hours after you're done with your classes it can be you know half an hour here two hours here one hour here whatever works for you but setting aside like dedicated time to either finish a homework assignment or start reading the chapter of your textbook. Um, Really, one, it's like a sense of motivation that, okay, once I'm through this half an hour period, then I can go do something else is one way to motivate yourself. And also as the semester goes on, it's easy to lose track of assignments since they'll begin to pile up in all of your classes. So setting aside chunks of time to crank through your work really helps you or at least me it helps me um get through my work in a more organized manner so I'll set aside like you know an hour for biology and another hour for chemistry later and I'll just focus in on that um one class yeah and I think I think this is in one of our first the first couple of episodes where we talk about different study tips and techniques and like the Pomodoro method and Mm -hmm. um, utilizing different styles of time management to make the most use of the time that you have in a day. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. That's all I have to say on that. Oh, here it is. Episode three. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I was like, huh? 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 Yes. Yeah. And the very last thing I already mentioned student discounts a little, but I didn't talk about um, different like streaming platforms will also have student discounts. So Hulu, Spotify Premium, Amazon Prime, all of those um, have student discounts. So make use of those. Like Hulu's only two bucks a month. So I'm like, why not? Mm-hmm. And I only Spotify just, has uh, a, a um, combo deal for students that has Spotify and Hulu. I should have done that. I'll do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Switch that then. I think they still have it. I don't remember. I think so. They probably do. That's a pretty sweet deal. Yeah. So yeah, just make use of the student discounts. Um, It's, you know, makes it worth the money to, you know, 
when you're relaxing, you can just throw in a show and listen to music without having ads in between. Yeah. It's a good time. <laughs> Dude, Spotify Premium makes a huge different difference. Yeah. I did the three-month free trial over the summer, and oh my gosh, I'm in love with it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it doesn't, like, uh, like, it doesn't, like, disturb your zone like when you're in the zone it doesn't like exactly an ad like for me whenever an ad will pop up it just like throws me in a loop and like I can't get like focused mm-hmm. again yeah so like Spotify premium helps so much because mm-hmm. like you don't get distracted by ads yeah especially when you're listening to like instrumental music or lo-fi where there aren't yeah like having an ad pop up in the middle of like you listening to you know a series of like Mozart concertos it's just like excuse me I don't want to learn about you the deodorant like, <laughs> uh, to get 30 minutes of ad free music press click play. here and then sometimes it doesn't play the video and it just gives you more ads or <laughs> it'll play the video It'll play like two songs and then we'll give you ads again. Yeah. Where's my 30 minutes? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's helpful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's our general advice. It's not like there, obviously, there is a lot more that we could be talking about, but I think we did touch on a lot of it in episode three where mm-hmm. um, we talked about time management and studying and just school life in general all right so i guess this also applies to general advice because we haven't used a backpack in like how many years <laughs> a year and a half we haven't been on campus for a year and a half but yeah um so we're this part we're going to be talking about essentials to have in your backpack and why they're important some of these things they just don't need to be explained why um but yes there's a lot of other essentials due to covid in this list that we're going to be talking about um and then most of it is just general things that we we have found that we needed and keep for sure um do you want me to start off go ahead yeah go for it um so I always have my laptop and my laptop charger and my like a little like a little like case thing to put my laptop in Um, and then my phone charger and a portable like a small portable battery in my backpack Um, and then notebooks paper folder binders pens pencils like all those things pencil bags and all those things that are pretty self-explanatory um and then a refillable water bottle um preferably insulated so that you can have cold water if it's hot or you can have some warm hot tea or coffee if you need that um yeah yeah Mm -hmm. um yeah going off of from water bottle, having snacks and a lunch if you're commuting. Um, and along with that, uh, chewing gum, throat drops, mints, 
Um, so yeah, snacks and a lunch. If you're commuting and don't want to do takeout all the time. Um, a small first aid pack with alcohol swabs, band-aids, alcohol wipes as well. Um, and then a pack of tissues, hand sanitizer. Um, if you want to be extra cautious, a small pack of disinfectant wipes to wipe down a table while you're where you're eating or working would be helpful, especially with COVID, um, being cautious with the sanitary situation around you is, uh, could be helpful. Um, please, please, please have masks and plenty of extras in your bag with you in case something gets wet or you just need to change out your mask or you happen to leave it in your car and you need one to grab right then and there. Having pads and tampons is yeah. important uh, or, you know, cash or change for vending machines and or uh, pad or tampon dispensers. And then this kind of goes to what Hannah was listing earlier on, but having a having your planner with you so that you can quickly jot down due dates that your professor just yells out in front of the class. <sighs> That's not on the syllabus because they will do that a lot where they'll be like, actually, uh, <laughs> You pop have quiz tomorrow. <laughs> quiz tomorrow. Five pages I do later. <laughs> um, and then I always carry an umbrella with me. Some people think it's weird, but I've always done that where I just always carry an umbrella with me, whether it's rain or shine. Um, and then with rainy seasons, I've learned that having an extra pair of socks is nice. And an extra pair of clothes in your car is helpful, given, especially if you're a commuter. Uh, because, you know, you don't, driving home drenched is not a good feeling. And I speak from personal experiences. <laughs> um, I mean, I think um, with your laptop, you should always have a good pair of um, headphones or with your phone as well. Um, and then always carry around your wallet or purse with your keys. Well, that. It goes without saying, yeah. hopefully. <laughs> and then what I have found, keeping a calculator in your, like a small little calculator um, in my backpack has helped, even if I'm not taking a math class or anything, because you never know what equations you might learn and might need the calculator for. Um, and then even though Google Drive is a thing and um, Microsoft OneDrive is a thing. Having a USB just in case um, is helpful, um, just so that you have a backup to a backup to a backup. Um, yeah, and I think going on into essential or uh, some of these things that we've talked about in essentials, um, there are things that you should invest in um, if haven't yet. Um, or maybe thinking about doing an upgrade. Um, with all the things we just listed, you might be wondering, and I, I surely did wonder, how am I gonna fit all these things into a backpack? Um, invest in a very good backpack, a spacious one. Quality over looks, because the quality and the comfort of your backpack can seriously impact like your whole body and how you feel. Just because mm -hmm. just like in college, you're carrying your backpack everywhere you go. Everywhere, right? So you're yeah. 
carrying it around you're like you need something that has like good yeah so you need something that has good support in the back um and where your backpack in a good like like that supports good posture just because your your back will hurt I've had times where my backpack was not like positioned correctly and my back and my shoulders just oh yeah I've had like my neck sort of you know like like burning tingling feeling that yeah yeah I've had that happen way too many times for it to be healthy (laughs) yeah so I figured out how to wear my backpack yeah yeah so having a good spacious backpack is really important Uh, and wearing it correctly too like we said like don't let it cover your butt because when it's drooping that low that is not good for your back and I've learned it the hard way (laughs) um and even though yes they are expensive it's worth it and normally these backpacks will last you the whole your whole college career yeah. Um, depending if you're throwing it around or anything like that <laughs> but yeah I've had mine for four years and it's still intact and it's working perfectly fine yeah. um, um, talking speaking about like quality and comfort and posture shoes comfortable shoes um you for college you are walking around much more than in high school depending on if you're coming from a big high school or a small high school but I mean I feel like we had I'm walking more on campus than I am than I did in high school yeah for sure Um, so having a good pair of, of shoes um can go a long way yeah. yeah yeah there are some days where I will suffer for the sake of the outfit but, <laughs> but that's just me um those are you know someday I will plan my outfit like my shoes according to what my day looks like though so if I'm if I know that it's only like two classes and I'm going to be in the same area you know I will maybe wear heels class and just sit around just because my like the rest of my outfit looks good but mostly and also because I work in a lab you know closed toed yeah. shoes is like necessary um <laughs> I work in a lab and I don't have to do that okay yeah I'm sorry I'm sorry no, <laughs> I work in a bio lab yeah <laughs> therefore <laughs> um yeah, having like close to choose is like necessary. And I guess that's one thing to kind of think about if you're going into the basic sciences, biology or chemistry, know what requirements some of your classes may have because the lab classes are going to require you to have like pants that go all the way to your ankles and shoes that cover your ankles and socks that cover your ankles. Um, Cause I know at our school, if you're soft, if you've showed the smallest bit of ankle skin, you're going to be asked to change out your shoes and socks and they sometimes they won't let you participate in the lab because they're like sorry no we can't be liable for your safety and i think on the topic of shoes rain boots um keep them in the car if you're commuting in case it starts raining once you get to campus um and then technology wise getting yourself a good slash decent laptop um is important um 
and some may choose to invest in an iPad, but do whatever works for you. Try to keep mm -hmm. it on the lighter end, just because you're going yeah. to be carrying it with you in your bag all day. And as for me, I carry around my laptop plus, you know, a set of notebooks for my classes and mm -hmm. my planner and like, it just kind of collects. So I um, prioritized having a much lighter laptop mm -hmm. um, because I knew a lot of my work was going to be done on paper. Yeah. But, you know, for someone whose work is primarily going to be on a laptop, maybe something heavier isn't a bad idea for you if that means you have more space and a larger sized laptop. So mm -hmm. whatever works for you, but invest in something good. Um, and I have, I would not have, I don't think I would have survived without a monitor. That's something that I chose to invest in. Um, mm -hmm for use at home because I needed, with the amount of work that I was doing, I'd like having a bigger screen to um, just give my eyes a break and not have them strain as much. So mm -hmm. if you're able to, getting yourself a good monitor um, is mm -hmm. can be beneficial in the long run. And um, like we mentioned earlier, a good pair of headphones or earbuds is, also a good idea to invest in if you haven't already but with all these things being said everyone's financial situation is very different we are personally speaking for me like I am very blessed to be in a family that is um mid what's the word middle class yeah middle class mid income, income and, level, yeah yeah so I'm really blessed to like be able to afford the things that I can yeah. afford and also the many job opportunities that I've had and been able to save money and to put my money into some of these things. Mm -hmm. um, but with all these things that we've listed, you can survive college without these things. Yeah. Um, it's not like you don't need like the fanciest laptop to get you through college. You don't need the mm -hmm. fanciest, most expensive headphones to get you through college. Yeah. Um, you don't need like all of the, the, the glam and glitter and all of that stuff. Um, so at the end of the day, do what works for you and what is practical. Mm -hmm. And because at the... If, if it's not practical, you're not going to use it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just had to throw that in there just because there is a lot of different. Yes. Um, and, and, and like, I just want to emphasize that I am blessed to be able to say that I have some of these things and yeah. can afford some of these things. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I it's funny. I was actually, I was literally going to add the same exact point after I finished <laughs> talking about the laptop because um, the university we're at is, I think this is available at other places too, but I'm not sure. They're um, like loaning out laptops for, um, I think all first year students to where mm. like, if you don't have a laptop or a device that's suitable for your college career the university might have a resource for you to use where you can loan a laptop from them um, to use 
during either just your first year or during your college career throughout the <coughs> throughout your college career. So, and like you just mentioned, I'm also in a very privileged situation to be able to afford yeah. these things and um, not have to worry about and not have to worry about financially struggling. Um, yeah, yeah. So use your resources, ask around. People will have suggestions for you um, mm -hmm. should you need, yeah, if you need it. Yeah, and things always go on sale. Um, I got basically all of these things that we've listed on sale, so. Yeah, yeah, and like, you know, back to school, supply shopping at Walmart, Target, they have a lot of the things that you need. Um, mm -hmm. and, and you'll figure out going from semester to semester, what things you actually use and you can adjust accordingly. It's not, there's no standard like, okay, you have to have these things. It's all up to you. It's your education that you are taking control of and yeah. you have to do what's best for you. Yeah. So yeah, with that, I think we'll go ahead and wrap up this episode. Thank you guys for listening and good luck with the new semester. Well, uh, <laughs> 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 okay, alrighty. Bye. If you have any questions for us, feel free to email us at rewritethetimespodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at rewritethetimes.